You're listening to the worldwide legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. Hey baby, we're playing your song. The voice of the world, the sound with the beat, the sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educates, syncopates, radio communicates, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio 632. And this is June 2nd, 2022. I better go play the lottery or something like that. And Jeff, I told you I'd screw up the lineup sooner or later. I'd put things out of order and I did just a little bit today by mistake. But that happens. I wouldn't wor- would worry about it, Bill, really. Not in the scheme of things, no. Somebody, something to call in and complain about. So, <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> You're killing me here, Bill. All right, thank you very much for joining us on All Things Radio Live. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow up with those calls and feedback from some of our listeners. And then we'll have Jennifer Sparks call it in format changes. This week's feature takes us to the Indianapolis 500 with Lou Palmer from WIBC on May 12th, 1973. That's actually the Indianapolis 500 time trials. Our classic air check this week takes us to New Hackensack, New Jersey, and we're going to listen to Buona Johnny at WWDJ AM from May 31st, 1972. And then finally, we're traveling to Grand Island, Nebraska, and we're going to hear a satellite-delivered format, which I think actually sounds pretty good. The radio announcer is Mackenzie Ray, and it's classic rock KRGY-FM. All in all, a very, very busy show, so I will turn it over to you, Bill. All right, Jeff, and oh, I see I got something else out over here, so we'll talk just a moment. Bernie, do you have any uh, wisdom uh, to impart upon well, us you know, this week? I, uh, I was wondering if you guys had ever heard my uh, Donald Davidson story. Yeah, I know. Would you please I tell us? Maybe, maybe you should tell again? us one more. Tell it to us one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's testing. He's testing us uh, over seventy. Uh, me, you know, at least because he wants yeah. to make sure if I could remember from last. No, so actually, uh, I ended up, of course, uh, losing the uh, the show last week because of my phone. So I later in the week listened to it on the uh, the podcast. Uh, I went to tune in, and they were a week behind still. So I went to Downcast and uh, listened to it there, and it was just such a good show. And I really thought that the. Uh, AM station in Iowa was very interesting. Yes. And one of the things that I thought was fascinating about it was they had, especially in those days, a lot of national ads. Yes, they did. You know, yeah, Oscar did. Meyer and Falstaff and stuff like that. I mean, those are some big-time national ads that they had. Now, the way it worked, and of course, I, you know, this is before any of our time in radio, was it that you got those sent down the network line? Like, they were in ABC affiliates, because, of course, they had Paul Harvey and everybody. No, because uh, they, was they that where they, they got them from, or did they no. have to have, a, like, a national rep? 
They sounded too good. They, I think they, they had would, a national rep. Yeah, because they sounded too good. They weren't network no, line quality. Okay, not not down the line, but I mean uh, hooked up because they were an ABC affiliate right. or something like that. <clears throat> they had a yeah, national rep. Like a barter, a barter thing. Yeah, and uh-huh. you know the, what I'm surprised about is because I remember working in radio, and the beer commercials were all on as early as seven o'clock in the morning, and a lot of times, oh, yeah. at least up in upstate New York, they wouldn't the stations. That wasn't a law or anything like that, but they wouldn't run any alcohol ads like for beer and stuff till after eight o'clock in the morning. So that surprised me just a little bit. Uh, but it was an interesting station because you don't find that kind of stuff anymore. And like like I was telling you, Chris, on the phone yesterday, we were talking about some of the songs they played. I didn't remember some of those songs. No, I mean I'm not that. I didn't either. I didn't really remember them. Yeah. It's so, but, I didn't but, like you know, them either. And yeah, they weren't my favorite songs. But well, it was but, middle of the road. It was a real middle of the road station. So they were playing. The only two that were like popular at all at the time in mid June was Sukiyaki and uh, Green Green, and the others were you know people's album cuts. And that was what middle middle of the road right. stations did. You know, and they they played a song. As a matter of fact, the Jerry Wallace song that I had heard on a uh, countdown on another station like a, a week before from 1962. But they said that was their feature album of the week, which was a Jerry Wallace album that must have been out for quite a while. So, whatever. And, it, and, and it sounded a little like Shatters and Boards a little bit. It wasn't Shatters and Boards. Yeah, well, no, it was actually what sounded like Primrose Lane. Primrose Lane, that's right. Life, and it life was a holiday, holiday song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They all, they, but, after a while, the songs all sounded the same anyway, you know. So, but but it, was, was a, it was a very interesting station. Yeah. Um, well, now, the, the classic rock station was to me was obviously voice track it was voice track you can tell i mean that, yeah. that, but but again you know what isn't voice track to these these days on a lot of radio stations oh so. i know i know but if you if you let people know then you're eh, i don't know and they did a thing where when the guy won the the boss gangs tickets they just had him say it you know they didn't have anybody say Hey, Bob, you just won Boss Gangs tickets. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay. Tell everyone in the audience what you won. Yeah. It sounds it sounds so impersonal that way, but that's the way they that's it the way does. they do it. Well, oh, oh, okay, Jerry, be quick about it because we have radio news to do. Go ahead. Unmute yourself, please. I already am. Okay, you guys might be interested in this. Uh Boomer Radio, they're having provincial elections tonight in the province of Ontario. Okay. Zoomer Radio, from 8 to 11 p.m. and maybe longer, are going to be having their election return. So if you want to hear how, I might check a little bit of it out to see what, what the elections are like. Now, they have colored parties up there, like the Green Party or whatever. I don't know what it's equivalent to, but... Uh, I think that guys, is an environment. I think that's an environmental party, and then the... I think they've got the liberals and the conservatives, you know, like they do. And, and the you know, Tories is the other one. Yeah, the Tories are conservatives. They, they call them the Tories yeah. sometimes, yeah. That'll All right. Anyway. Zoomer, yeah. You know, if anybody wants to check it okay. out. On and CBC, okay. of course. They'll All right. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. And all the all the Queen coverage on BBC, all the Jubilee or whatever. Chris, technically, it would be, we have a Green Party here. We do. I believe we, we do. do. Yeah. But I think that's what theirs is, too. I think that's an environmentalist yeah. party. It is an I mean. environmental party, and then they have the Liberal Party, and they have the Conservative Party. Yeah. yeah. And, they, yeah. and they may have others as well. All right, Bill, yeah. how about our radio news? Oh, the award-winning news you're talking about? Oh, well, I'm not sure about, about yeah. awards, but it's, uh, it, it is news. <laughs> no. But me and the dogs next door gave it to you the award, so, I mean, uh, why not? Dog. Thank you. So, yeah. here we go, Jeff. 
I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. iHeart's loss is Odyssey's gain. Richard Milne departs his morning show at WXRK FM in Chicago, Illinois. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen April Personal People Meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Odyssey makes news. For many years, iHeart Media was the home for Rutgers University basketball and football. However, that's all going to change this fall with Rutgers University basketball and football moving to radio station WFAN AM and the WCBS AM. WFAN AM and FM will cover all Rutgers University football games with a 30-minute pregame and postgame show. This means that WFAN AM and FM will carry New York Giants football, New York Yankees baseball, Brooklyn Nets basketball, and select New Jersey Devils hockey games. WCBS AM will carry Rutgers University basketball games with 50-minute pre- and postgame shows. WCBS AM also carries New York Mets baseball and some overflow sports programming from WFAN AM and FM as well. In other news, Richard Milne will be departing mornings at radio station WXRT-FM in Chicago, Illinois, which is also owned and operated by Odyssey. WXRT programs in alternative rock format. Richard Milne has been with the radio station since 1988. He originally started doing afternoons at the radio station. However, in 2020, he shifted to mornings at the radio station, and Len Bramer, who was doing mornings, took on the role of afternoon drive radio announcer at the radio station. Richard Milne is leaving radio station WXRT-FM to take care of his ailing wife, who has end-stage frontal temple dementia. Richard Milne also says that at some point he would like to come back to the radio station in a part-time role. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Folks living in Austin, Texas will notice changes to the radio landscape at radio station KVET-FM. The station is owned and operated by iHeartMedia and programs in country format. Well, mornings are not going to be the same at this radio station because a total revamp of the morning show has come to the radio station. Wayne D. Danielson and Tay Hamilton will join incumbent host Obama Brown. Danielson and Hamilton come to this radio station from radio station WSIX-FM in Nashville, Tennessee. Not only will they be doing mornings at radio station KVET-FM. They're continuing to do their afternoon drive show at radio station WSIX-FM in Nashville, Tennessee as well. And we're not leaving Austin, Texas just yet. A new Variety Hits radio station has hit the airwaves giving some competition for radio station KBPA-FM. That's Bob FM. The new competitor is a translator on 96.3, rebroadcasting 1490 KTSN-FM. The new format is Jack FM, which is a Variety Hits format, which has been doing very well in many major radio markets. The translator tower is located at the Antenna Farm, where all of the major FM stations in Austin, Texas are also located. We'll let you know how well this radio station does in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now let's move to Phoenix, Arizona, where a new morning show will hit the airwaves at radio station KHYTFM. The station programs a classic hits format and is owned and operated by Cumulus Media. Tim Tyre announced his retirement from the radio station after a 51-year radio career, and a new morning show has been unveiled at the radio station. The new morning host is Jennifer Dakota Conter, who had been doing nights at the radio station. She came to radio station KHYTFM after working in Bakersfield, California. Andy Taylor, who has been doing afternoons at radio station KHYTFM, will be moving to mornings to co-host the morning show as well. In Denver, Colorado, say so long to Tony V, who had been hosting mornings at radio station KQKSFM in Denver, Colorado. KQKSFM programs a hip-hop format. Tony V had been working for the radio station since 1994, but he has chosen not to renew his contract at this time. In other news, Truth Broadcasting is making format changes at one of its radio stations. It's WSJSFM, serving Greensboro and Salem, North Carolina. The station had been broadcasting at all sports format, but that's all going to change with a mixture of sports and talk programming. A local morning show will be added to the schedule, and a local afternoon sports programming will also be added to the schedule as well. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Beasley Media is making changes to its morning show at radio station WXTUFM. The station broadcasts a country format, but gone is Dave Cruz, who had been working at the radio station for the past three years. Annie Summers will continue hosting the morning 
show as a solo host until further notice. In San Jose, California, Alpha Media is beginning to hire radio announcers for their country radio station on 94.5 FM. That's KBAY-FM. Emily Harlan has been hired to do middays at the radio station, and she follows the syndicated Bobby Bones Morning Show. Now it's time to conclude our look at the Nielsen April Personal People Meter ratings. In Portland, Oregon, the number one ranked radio station is KKCW-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KLTH-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Portland, Oregon is KOPB-FM with a news talk format. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one ranked radio station is WLKO-FM with an adult hits format. The number two ranked radio station is WEND-FM with an alternative rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WK. KQC-FM with an adult contemporary format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KONO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KQXT-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KTKX-FM with a classic rock format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one ranked radio station is KNRS-FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KSL-AM also programming a news talk format. Finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah, is KODJ-FM with a classic hits format. In Sacramento, California, the number one-ranked radio station is KSEG-FM with a classic rock format. The number two-ranked radio station is KNCI-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Sacramento, California, is KFBK-AM with a news talk format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one-ranked radio station is KKLZ-FM with a classic hits format. The number two-ranked radio station is KSNE-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KMXB-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one-ranked radio station is WWSWFM with a classic hits format. The number two-ranked radio station is WRRK-FM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WDV-FM with a rock format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one-ranked radio station is WXXL-FM with a CHR format. The number two-ranked radio station is WMGF-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Orlando, Florida is WCFB-FM with an urban format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, the number one-ranked radio station is WLWAM with a news talk format. The number two-ranked radio station is WGRR-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WKRQ-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one-ranked radio station is KCMO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two-rank radio station is KCFX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three-rank radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KMBZ-FM with a news talk format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one-rank radio station is WZAK-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two-rank radio station is WNCX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three-rank radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WMJI-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, in Columbus, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WTVN AM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is WNCI FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WOSU FM with a news talk format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. And home improvement is the theme this week with Home Depot taking on the number one spot. Number two is Upside. Number three is Progressive Insurance, followed by Indeed and ZipRecruiter. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email 
address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hey, this is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana. And Jeff, I certainly hope you could do that air check of Lou Palmer. He was one of my favorite announcers from years and years ago. All of them who worked for WIBC that were on there. Jim Shelton, Fred Heckman, Jack Morrow, of course, Lou Palmer, Bill Collins, I think was his name. I'm probably even some out. But uh, they were all just excellent. If you could ever find an air check of W-I-R-E, which was 1430 in Indianapolis from Wally Nairling. Everybody called him Uncle Wally. Oh gosh, that would be so great. I look forward to that Lou Palmer air check. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey guys, this is John Wesley Smith from Hallsville, Missouri. Uh, I'm going to ask in advance that you forgive me if I ramble just a bit because those uh, Iowa air checks this week kind of triggered a few thoughts. It was interesting hearing the air check of KSTT. Yes, they are on 1170. They don't put out a very big signal at all, unless I've just been on the wrong side of a directional signal or something. But yeah, I think they're doing sports now, and I don't know what their call letters are. My first experience with them was uh, hearing them on the way through the Quad Cities on a bus when uh, we were going to, I'm thinking it was maybe Michigan for something for the uh, School for the Blind. They mentioned a story about a man being killed in a tractor accident in Letts. That's L-E-T-T-S. And that's a little bitty town. I think it's like 45 miles south of the Quad Cities. My wife's aunt used to live there. So, been to Letts many times. Okay, thanks. Keep up the good work. Listener comments are always welcome. So give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. All right. Um, well, well, I mean, I and, and uh, I, I'm sorry I had to edit that down a little bit, uh, John. But uh, there was uh, you talked a lot about uh, his uh, growing up and stuff like that, and 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 so I had to shorten this a little bit. But they uh, they did this, or get a lot of uh, responses from that station in Iowa. I didn't know that it would, but it did. So I'm, I'm very glad that people enjoyed listening to it. I think a lot of people just like local radio jeff which that you know that was in those yeah. days yeah yes it was local radio it was done well too it, it wasn't just local it, it was. was done very well yeah you know now i have one more air check like of the music i have one more air check of them and it's when they were a country station back in 1957 and i'll in the next few months i'll, I'll wait you know and and put that on as well it's a it's yeah. a local country show brought to you by a car dealership so we'll take care of that at some point as well and Debbie, to your question about WIRE, I do have two. It is not hard, not easy to find a lot of air checks of them, but I do have two air checks of WIRE. In the next few weeks, I'll put those together, and you'll get to hear what they sound like as well. Now, I think I've asked this question before, but I just, uh, and I don't remember what the answer was. I think I asked it a couple of years ago when we were talking about the Indy 500. When they would have all the, you know, they had about the six reporters, they had a couple, two or three people in the pits and the four turns and the backstretch. Were they all from WIBC or from the, were they from around the city and uh, other they stations? They were from different places. They were? D- yeah. yeah different, places. different places. Yeah. Many of them were from WIBC, but not all of them. 
If you happen to be friends time, with the anchor, they, yeah. At that at that time, uh, they were um, were so. If you sat down Memorial Day of 1960, you'd hear it on a lot of stations in Indianapolis. Yeah, yes. yeah, you would. Several of yeah. them. Uh, now, when okay. Sid Collins did the race, did, did he do anything else besides the Indy 500 when he was working in Indianapolis? Or- he was a sports director at WIBC. So you heard Sid a lot. He did the the sports den or the fox den, whatever they called it. Fox's den, yeah. Yeah, six fifteen yeah. on every night. Every night. And he did okay. a lot of high school basketball, and I don't know about so much football because football wasn't as big a thing back then as it is now. But he did basketball. Sid Collins. Oh yes. And did he do television yeah. as well, Bill? Not that I'm aware of, unless no, he, he did some ugly. local spots. He was ugly. Yeah, and he did. I looked it up. Uh, he did the race as uh, the, the anchor from 1948 through 1976. And then Paul. Wow, that's a long time. Then Paul Page yeah. took it over for several years, and then the guy that we're going to feature here in a few minutes was also an anchor for two years, but it just didn't work out. Then Bob Jenkins. Or maybe Bob yeah. Jenkins um, was th- before him. And, and as far as Lou Palmer is concerned, Lou Palmer was a news guy on WIBC, and I, I know I mentioned this before. Uh, Alan Cleveland could tell you um, yeah. that uh, Lou Palmer, when he would read the news, he, he just took notes. He never read anything verbatim. It was not a script. He just had notes in front of him. Wow. Then he took them for the newscast. And he ad-libbed it. It was all in his head, basically. But he didn't he have a personality as much. I mean, he did in a way, but not a lot. Do you think so, Bernie? I mean, But he made you listen. He yeah, you he listen. did. He had that voice. He was from Canada. Yeah. He... Uh, he told all about his childhood and, you know, in Canada, but he he loved the Indy 500. And for, we'll be talking more about that. Bernie, did you know him personally? I, I don't know if he, had, if he had worked at WIBC when you got there. Did you know him at all? Lou Palmer? Yeah. Never, never got to meet him at all. Okay, because I, I wasn't sure because I know he worked there, but I, I would know. love to have met him. Because there's another, there's another air check that I have of him doing the news with a lady named Carol. I forgot her last name. And the show is being hosted in the morning or middays by Orly Knudsen. Orly Knudsen, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, we had him on yeah. there. And, uh, in fact, uh, I see Orly every now and then because he, when he came back, he used to work at KSTP in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, he, um, and he did quite well there. But he came back to retire here and he... He did some weekend work for B105.7 for a little while, but uh, he's a good guy. He is a good guy. Well, I think he's Norwegian, because I have I knew a Knutson that when I worked oh, on Oh, he made no Syracuse. secret of that. <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, so that's pretty cool. So uh, Yes, he is Norwegian. He used to call himself the happy Norwegian. Oh, okay. He had a good well, voice. I, well, I will tell you, Bernie, that he had a very good voice uh, listening to his air checks, so... He did sound great. Since he did well in in Minneapolis, it means the Swedes will listen to the Norwegians. That's pretty good to know. Yeah. Exactly. Jeff, maybe it's time to go on to 
Yeah, maybe it is time to do Jennifer's Sparks call letter and format Jennifer's changes. Jennifer's call letter and format changes. And the lobbying is starting to see about maybe getting her an award. You know, nobody talks about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, she needs absolutely. an award. Her, her, fan, her fans riot all the time. They do. They do. Oh, God. They do. It's hard. It's hard. But here she they comes. They demand more hours for her, and then she keeps doing one-minute calls and feedbacks anyway. So it's just the way it is. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of June 2nd. KBCX FM 91.5 Big Spring, Texas changes format from silent to contemporary Christian. KLIQ FM 94.5 Hastings, Nebraska changes slogan from the breeze 94.5 to flatriverradio.com. KHYX FM 102.7 changes city of license from Winnemucca to Humboldt, Nevada. WKKM FM 89.7 Speaker Township, Michigan changes frequency to 91.5. KEEP FM 103.1 Bandera, Texas changes format from silent to country. KGVB FM 90.9 Holiday, Texas changes format from Southern Gospel to Religious Teaching and changes slogan from the Gospel Station to Radio by Grace. KKWD FM 104.9 Bethany, Oklahoma changes format from Rhythmic CHR to Adult Hits and changes slogan from Wild 104.9 to Alice 104.9. KHTCAM 1490 Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana changes slogan from KHTC 104.3 FM 1490 AM to Real Country 104.3 and 1490 AM. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a great week. I need to loan her my I need to loan her my braille display. It doesn't have any you know that click 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 sound when oh, yeah. when she's doing like that. Mine doesn't have that one, but she's Mine's a one that has the forty, you know, the full size keyboard on it. Oh yeah, that'd be. She'd have fewer line changes too. That'd be good. Yeah, that's how that's that. Um, yeah. I had never heard in all the years that I've been listening to these call letter and formatted chain a, a military base with a radio station. I was going to just say that, Chris. I've never heard a radio station. Yeah, I've never heard that an Air Force base, but uh, obviously it is. Now I know, for example, yeah. that in uh, Angola, where is that? Angola is it Mississippi? I'm trying to think of where they have. A, well, the prison has a radio station um, oh. that's licensed to yeah. it. And Louisiana, Louisiana, and probably, yeah, yeah. And probably state. Montana, where that Air Force base is, it's probably out in the middle of nowhere. So they probably right. have to. They're saying, "Hey, that's bigger than any of the towns around it." So that's probably right. why it is. 
<laughs> have we ever Learned done an air check? Yeah. yeah. Hold have, on a second, Chris. Go have ahead. we ever done an air check on a Mississippi station? Um, we may have, but I don't think so. Oh, I, I do have some, I believe. I have one air check at least for Jackson, Mississippi. So no, I, I, I think I, I could probably them. find one too, but I don't remember if we've ever done one. No, it's and it's not one. Of those, one of the, it's not one of the cities where you find a lot of air checks. I have one of. Uh, Gary Burbank, when he was starting out in radio, I have an air check from him in Jackson, Mississippi. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't think Mississippi... I don't think Mississippi... They have some, but I don't think as many of their stations stream as other places around the country either. Uh, I I can't answer that question because I don't know... Having having, having lived there, though, Jeff, I have... Every, I'll punch him up, you know, on like run radio locator, and I don't find near as many as I do in other places. So I, that I think that's probably true. That may be true. I'm excited. I don't really follow the Jackson, Mississippi market, but but if if there's news there and it's really breaking news, you know, I'll talk about it. But it's not yeah. one of the markets that I that I'm familiar with. But when I heard that I had the air check of Gary Burbank, that was pretty cool because uh, yeah. you know you get to hear what the radio not to sound like when they first start out. I even have an air check of uh, a Bob Pittman long before he went to WMAQ in Chicago and, and made them a number one station. He, he he made them a number one station. They were horrible in the ratings back yeah. in the seventies. Oh, and they he made were. Them a, and yeah. he made them a country station, and they did very very well under his under his uh, tutelage. And then then they moved them to WNBC, and they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do at NBC. And he he wanted to, he ran WNBC AM like an FM station, and I think it would have been better had he done it the other way around. And put the what he was doing at that time in 1977 on WNBCFM, but the, the management didn't want to do that, and of course it didn't do well. But it didn't matter because Bob Pittman became very successful after that because oh, he yeah. ended up be running. He became the guy that read that that founded MTV essentially. So, yep. so I mean, he certainly and he's certainly doing very well now because he's he, he's a CEO of iHeartMedia. I don't think he's worried about a job now. No. He's not hurting. As a matter of fact, not only is he uh, does, does he you know run the company, he is a pilot and 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 can, and has his own private plane that that he uses for uh, that authorized by the company, and uh, that's pretty cool, I think. So I think that's really cool. Where are their offices based? Where is he based out of, Jeff? Uh, I believe that it used to be that iHeart was based out of San Antonio, Texas, but that's not the case anymore. They, their main offices are, is, are based in New York City on Hudson Street. Uh, you know, they have, you know, because they're all over the country, but, but their main offices are not, are not in, in San Antonio anymore. But they, they really, and Bernie, I think you can relate to this. All the radio stations, all the music is now controlled by servers all over the country. All their back office operations, that's their national sales are run from, from, a, oh, yeah. from, from a main sales office. And they they don't really, they they don't really call themselves a radio company. They are a radio company, but their focus is radio and digital. And as I said two weeks ago, when we talked about the revenue for the radio stations, ten percent of their revenue is generated by podcasting, and they're very very big in the podcast space, and they promote those podcasts quite heavily. Oh, they're well, quite I, good at it too. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you go, Bunny. Uh, stations like with iHeart and Odyssey and Cumulus, a lot of them have the same formats 
And so you can hear the same songs in the same order. Depending <laughs> on what you're in. Yeah, don't kid yourself. Okay, Al. Al, you have your hand raised. Go ahead. Please unmute yourself. Okay, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, thank you, Bernie, for mentioning me a little while ago. It's oh, yeah, I know. That's kind of an ego thing for you. Like next year, it'll be May 25th. Uh, that uh, third, I looked it up, May 25th. Looking forward to hearing your uh, uh, talk about the, the yeah. uh, guys. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jerry uh, had a good point there. He mentioned the, the uh, what's the Zoomer radio. And, yeah. Uh, also, if you want to hear the results, 680 all news stations trying to find that better really oh, there's plenty of stations you get them in Canada actually if you really <laughs> want to hear the results listen to CBC radio because they're they're the most impartial oh, yeah. right but they you know uh, this is a provincial so. election so it's not going to be I mean obviously they, they control yeah. and, and, and you know do it the same as they do the the national ones for control of the uh, the state legislature or the provincial legislature so that's and, kind of a lot and of local issues, probably. A- 680 is a good one of the Well, they're owned and operated by Rogers, um, and they they don't call themselves uh, they call themselves City News now because the same company owns City Television, and all their news operations, all their all news stations, call themselves City News. And they made that change at the beginning of the year, back in January. They 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 made that change. So, uh, but they are a very good all news radio station, um, quite well done. And they uh, they they did their homework when they became all news. They've been doing it for quite a number of years because before then, it still is CFTR, but before then, it used to be a top 40 station. But when they went to the all news format, uh, that really made the day for them. They did very, they do very well. All right, Bill, over to you. All right. Um, Debbie asked for this. I took it away from Jeff. I stole his material. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He came yeah. to my house and he stole my digital library. That's, right. That's yeah. His digital hoarding. You know how that goes. I took a stash from it. <laughs> so that that's exactly what we did. So we're being like real good cats tonight on here. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Anyway, um, we are going to do this from featuring Lou Palmer from May 12th, 1973. This starts out with a thing of the, uh, Bernie would appreciate this, the Indiana Pacers from the ABA signing off for a season. They must have got beat in the playoffs that day, probably by the Kentucky Colonels or something like that. But anyway, or Utah Stars or whatever they were, Back then, but that would have been uh, right about the time of the ABA championship. So they right. might have been in the championship that year. So yeah. we're we're going to play this right now. I need to go catch up on my fact. They might have won. You're exactly right. So we're going to hear this hey, right now. This has been another Pacer basketball broadcast with complete play-by-play coverage and commentary by Joe McConnell. WIBC congratulates the Pacers on another great season. Have a good summer and join us next fall for ABA basketball on the IBC Pacer Basketball Network.
WIBC in Indianapolis. We have right now a temperature reading of 63 degrees under cloudy skies. Winds out of the northwest 17 miles per hour, gusting to 26 miles per hour. And now back to the 500-mile qualifications and Lou Palmer. Situation now, the track is open for practice. Indeed, since the halftime in the Pacers game, the only activity that uh, we could pass along to you would be, well, we'll get to it all. Uh, at the moment, let us accomplish what has just occurred and then back up from there. A.J. Foyt has now qualified his Coyote and at a disappointing speed for Foyt. There was a problem with the car. It was mechanical, and though we are not absolutely clear, it would almost seem to be related. It would almost seem to have to be related to a turbocharger situation, a matter of boost, a matter of getting the engine RPMs up to where it was necessary. There is wind, but it does not account for Foyt's 188.927 miles an hour. The entry number is 14, and Foyt has qualified for what at the moment is the 19th starting berth in a field of 20. Only Sam Posey's run has been slower at 187.921 miles an hour. There is the other ingredient of the day that saw new records set in terms of qualifying, but also saw death at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. For those who may not have been aware earlier, it occurred in practice this morning, a practice period before the qualifications began at 11 o'clock, actually slightly delayed from that point, between 9 and 10.30, the practice time was allowed. And in the middle of that practice period, a car moved into the number one turn and then suddenly darted to the outer retaining wall, bounced, flipped in the air, there was fire rushed to the hospital. Art Pollard was pronounced dead this morning at 10.40. A fine competitor, a fine man. Art Pollard, dead as the result of injuries suffered in practice this morning at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Where the other news focused on, well, really, if we are talking about a 200-mile-an-hour lap, we are eight-tenths of a second off. In fact, how much time that is, Tom Lucas is standing by, and I'm not sure you can click eight-tenths of a second off on the watches, Tom, but I'd like to see you try, just to give an indication of the difference between that run and what would have been a 200-mile-an-hour run, so you know that we came very close to it, and it was a superb job by Johnny Rutherford. Here's the click, eight-tenths of a second. And that's all the difference between a 199.071 mile an hour lap that Johnny Rutherford turned and what has become a magic 200 mile an hour mark. Down to the business then of the field as it is set with practice underway now, no qualification attempt, and a review of the day's activities after we pause for these words. When your muffler's gone kaplooey, like old mufflers often do, Cause it's muffled all its muffles When your muffler says I'm through There's a thing you gotta do There's a guy you gotta know Let me tell you about this dude Let me tell you kinda slow Yeah Cause he's the muffler guy He's the busiest best known muffler guy in town He's the muffler guy He's changed his name to Carex He used to have an oval sign but he got over oval Now he's got a square sign He's the muffler guy Says Carex right on it A Carex muffler gives you a better guarantee No charge ever for parts or labor Nothing So when your muffler goes to Bluey 
there's a Carex muffler shop near you. At 1510 North Shaper, 4706 North Keystone, 2427 West 16th Street, 3051 Madison. If you've always wanted to own a home in the country, but always thought it would cost too much, then you should see Crooked Creek, an all-new condominium community that's just about ready to open. Although all the final touches aren't fully completed, they're far enough along for you to see what they're doing. If you like, you can tour the two- and three-bedroom models, available in several four-plan designs. If your surroundings are important, to you, then you'll like the trees and the wooded land along the creek that have been set aside just for its beauty alone. The whole reason you'd want to live in a condominium is that someone else can do the routine maintenance, giving you more free time. And that's fine, but you also get the tax advantages, equity buildup, and value appreciation just like any other homeowner. Interested? Then see the models this weekend. They're open from noon till 6. Crooked Creek is located on Payne Road, one half mile south of 86th in northwest Indianapolis. Crooked Creek Condominiums, developed by Columbia Properties, the building development division of the Citizens Financial Corporation. At the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it is an open practice period now. We have 20 cars in the field of 33 set for the moment. And here standing alongside me is Donald Davidson. And I think probably the wisest thing to do is to set the field in order of speed at this time, Donald. So what I'll do is uh, try and go through from the scoring tower up there. And maybe you can keep me advised of the actual speeds themselves. Car number seven, the quickest man of all, is Johnny Rutherford. His fast lap was 199.071 miles an hour. Rutherford's four-lap average, 198.413 miles an hour. Now, that is a new track record in reviewing last year's pace. Uh, again, the Bobby Unser figures were what, Donald? Uh, Bobby's one lap was 196.678, and his four-lap record was 195.940. So really, we have seen another significant jump in speed. Uh, what what occurs is we get a magic number like 200 and uh, then perhaps don't really notice what has occurred. 196.6, we've gone up now to 199. Uh, that, that's a very good gain, is it not, measuring over past years? Uh, back in, uh, of course, back through the 50s, and in fact, any time up until the late 60s and early 70s, three miles an hour was a significant jump. But of course, from 19... Uh, from 1970 to 1971, there was a jump of 9 miles an hour. And then from 71 to 72, there was a jump of 16 miles per hour. So really, the climb of 3 miles an hour today is, is rather slight by those comparisons. Yeah, it seems so. What has occurred is in the immediate past, we've gotten an awful lot of work done in the jumps for speed. Now we're working with pretty much the same configurations of automobiles. Uh, much the same sort of tire component. They were at least a year ahead on that. Both Goodyear and Firestone, and uh, now we are settling into a situation where oh, I suppose it is a more reasonable increase in speed, considering there's been no formula change. Yes, that's right, and uh, I think uh, another interesting thing is um, it's, it, we do not really think of Johnny Rutherford as a veteran driver. He still seems like the new boy in town, but we did check back to see his average speed in his rookie year of 1963. He made the field at an average speed of 148 miles per hour, so in the 10 years that he's been running here, his qualifying times have jumped 50 miles per hour. All right, so Johnny Rutherford is on the pole at the moment with an average speed of 198.413 miles an hour. Now, in the middle of the front row, we have a... Hey, Tim. 
Ah, there we go. So I hope you guys enjoyed WIBC. Yeah. Vintage Lou Palmer took him a little while to get to this story, but he did it. That was also a very tragic year for the 500. And uh, I was talking to you yesterday about that, Chris, on the phone. That was the year we lost two, two racers, Sweet Savage and Saul Walter, if I'm not mistaken. And that made the news because if I remember correctly, I, I, I now I could be wrong about this, but I think the weather was rainy that year. And that, that may have caused some Well, problems. that didn't cause this problem with Art Pollard, but he was quite a popular driver. He was from Oregon, speaking of which, Medford, Oregon. I kind of ah. remember that for whatever reason that details sticks in. But he was involved with the community, and that was a tragedy. And I just happened to th- well, I was trying to get Alexa to cooperate and tell us something, and she wouldn't tell us who the ABA champion was in 1973 or who won the Indy 500 in 1973. You just didn't pay her enough money. Bob, and yeah, I'll, 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 go ahead, Bob. Can you unmute yourself? Uh, oh, on the, yep, yeah. Okay, there you go. Go ahead, Bob. I can tell you Rick Mears. For, but, All right, there you, there you I, go. That's one of them. And I'll go look this up for you. Since. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, Bob. Are you there? <laughs> Lou Palmer's first 500 broadcast was 1958, and there was a big accident on the first lap right in front of him. It was really dramatic, and Pat O'Connor was killed. He was from my hometown. In fact, I used to ride with his sister. Um, And I knew his parents. That was quite tragic. First lap, rookie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, there, there's really not been a death there in how many years, Bill? Oh, it's been a long time. Um, yeah. There might have been one in the... But it's been a long time. Okay, Joe, then, can you... Early the 90s. Main, what is it that the main uh, safety thing that they've, they've uh, done, you know, to make the cars better? I think fire prevention, new uh, uniforms, helmets, cars are much, much safer. They don't... Uh-huh. You know, they're just the whole safety thing there at, at Indy has set the the pattern for the whole. Even NASCAR, I think, has learned a lot from. Oh, NASCAR's gotten Indy. a lot safer. Oh, I, like yeah. NASCAR did a lot of stuff. Okay, yeah. Joe, can you? Uh, you're unmuted. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, okay, I, I just wanted to say quickly. It sounded on that muffler commercial. It sounded like Ken Nordine. It was Ken Nordine. It was Ken. It was Ken Nordine, Joe. Oh, um, no, a much, yeah. a much. A much younger sounding Ken Nordine than when I heard just before he passed away, like a year or two before he passed away. But definitely it was Ken Nordine. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, yeah, we got a few unanswered questions, but Debbie, I hope you enjoyed that. And yeah. uh, we'll see when we can find Wally Neeling for and, you. And of course, Joe McConnell uh, later on. Did the uh, Minnesota Vikings football, Chicago Bears football? Got he, he was the for the N- when they started to be NBA radio. He was the first announcer when they started to do the finals in the eighties. Yep. He was their first. Yeah, announcer. he did the Vikings and the he Pacers at the uh, same time. Hmm. Go ahead, Bernie. He also did uh, Purdue Boilermakers Purdue. football yeah, for a long time. Yeah, he did all kinds. He did all kinds of stuff. He had vision problems, which well. forced him to retire. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he had. Um, vision problems. In fact, around that time was about the time that Bob Levy came to WIBC as the voice of the 
What are they called? The racers. Speaking of hockey, the WHA. Yeah, the yeah we had we had an air check with him doing the racers. I think yeah. one night. That was really cool. Yeah. Oh. So we have one a little thing. history here. Yeah, I don't know anything about Indianapolis. I know about the South Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, so one day at a time was set in Indianapolis. I know that. Was <laughs> they it? Lived there. Didn't know I, that. I've never been to Indianapolis. But, I, Jeff, I, we're going to go back to your stomping but grounds. But you kind of like it? the music. I yeah. do, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, we're going to go back to my stomping ground. Well, it's not really my stamp. Well, it is my stomping grounds, I guess you could say. And uh, back in 1971, when WMCA dropped its top 40 format in favor of talk a uh, new upstart came on the air well the, the upstart was WWDJ in Hackensack New Jersey now this station was country as WJRZ and they were bought out from combined communications by Pacific and Southern the same people who own WSAI in the Cincinnati Ohio KIMN in Denver Colorado and they owned KKDJ in Los Angeles California which, which was KIISFM at one time, which is, I'm sorry, KIISFM, among other stations. And they also own WQXI in Atlanta, Georgia. And they decided they were going to drop the country music in favor of Top 40. That might have been a good idea had the station had a better signal. They did much better as a country station than they did as a Top 40 station. Although I will tell you that, again, we always talk about this, and Bernie, you and I have talked about this. It was an underdog station that I actually enjoyed, and most of the people who I know who liked Top 40 back then liked WWDJ. Unfortunately, they just didn't have the signal. But they had the radio announcers. They had people you've heard before on All Things Radio. Mike Phillips was on there. Abwana Johnny, we've heard before, on there from WSAI in Cincinnati, Ohio, and earlier from WWDJ in its very beginning. Bill Bailey, the guy that worked at WLS in Chicago. Not the same Bill Bailey from Louisville, Kentucky. But Bill Bailey worked there. He also worked at the one at station WGVU in Grand Rapids, Michigan at one point. He was a bunch of other stations. And a lot of people worked there. Steve Clark worked there. Howard Clark worked there from the KFRC. So they had a lot of talent. Sean Casey used to work at WORFM. Dean Anthony, Al Brady. But they just didn't have the signal. And they couldn't compete with the 50,000-watt talk, I mean, the music format of WABC and again, and then again, FM was starting to take hold, so that was their undoing. But so, yeah, you're right, that signal that signal issue will do it every time. It does. What years did, do you remember, Jeff, what years they had the Mets? Because they had the Mets in there, too, didn't they? Only for about a year. They didn't keep, they, but when they were top 40, when they were WWDJ, they got rid of the Mets after the first year, but I think they okay. had them for about four or five years. The guy who does I have, I'm holding Bill up here, but the guy who does the pre-game game shows for the Mets was a guy named Bob Brown. And wouldn't you know it, I moved to a building in Albany, New York, in downtown Albany back in 1982. And who's living in that building but the very same Bob Brown who worked at WWDJ in Hackensack, New Jersey. Well, actually, he'd worked there for years before when it was WJRZ, uh, even before that, when it was WAAT later to become WNTA. And he was doing work for the New York State Lottery, and he was their announcer. And he was living ah. in the building, and when he found out that I knew about radio, we would, I would ask him, well, what happened to this announcer? What happened to this announcer? Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's still alive, but he's in a nursing home. Or, oh, he's... <laughs> but this guy was great to talk to because he gave me a lot of history, and he loved doing the Mets pre- and post-game shows. Um, uh, and it was just a, a whole great experience talking to him. I got to him, meet him and his wife, and they were very lovely people. There you go, Jeff. <laughs> wow. How can we top that? But we'll just play it. Yep. This week in my Classic Air Check segment, 
We're traveling to Hackensack, New Jersey, and we're taking the virtual time machine back to May 31st, 1972. And we're going to listen to radio station WWDJAM and the radio announcer, Moana Johnny. This is a pretty cool-sounding Top 40 radio station, but unfortunately it wasn't able to survive. It didn't have the signal and couldn't compete with WABC-AM and the popularity of FM radio stations at that time. So, without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WWDJAM from Hackensack, New Jersey, and Moana Johnny on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 97 WWDJ Hackensack. It's exactly 9. W. 
WDJ and Bwana Johnny. The forecast calls at 9-11 for cloudy skies, occasional showers or thunderstorms. Look for a low to mid-60s. Tomorrow's high in the 70s. I know I'm and cloudy. This is 97 Radio News. Bob Brown reporting. It's 64 degrees. Humidity at 97%. Cloudy with scattered showers or thunder showers tonight and tomorrow. Tonight's low in the mid-60s. High tomorrow in the mid-70s. The outlook for Friday. Chance of a few morning showers turning cloudy and cooler the rest of the day. 64 right now. Bob Brown reporting for 97 Radio News. 97 WWDJ's nationally recognized Juana Johnny here at 922. Let's face it, I'm not that hard to recognize, folks. I want to remind you to be sure and listen to Gary Russell tomorrow morning. Very special show Gary has planned for you between 6 and 10. Tomorrow morning, Gary will be giving detailed instructions on how to teach your pet kumquat to sing in three different languages. Song, song, everybody knows shampooing that often? Well, yes. It's not too good to use a, a harsh shampoo. 
that you're going to wash it pretty often. Do you think that uh, Johnson's baby shampoo was gentle? Definitely, yeah. Does your hair feel any different after you shampooed the Johnson's? Yes. It's really light and soft. Do you notice highlights in your hair after you washed it? Well, that's what my mother noticed this morning. This is after you used the Johnson's baby shampoo. After I used the shampoo. Johnson's baby shampoo, the highlights were showing more. I noticed it, too. And my father noticed how light it was in texture. So for my father to notice it, that's good. Johnson's baby shampoo leaves your hair baby soft. And it's gentle enough to use every day.
Here's a boot from Tom McCann. White light and so cool. You get Tom McCann several lights of boots and dance around town in the summertime. Exile on Main Street album here. 954 Beauty on Duty. Go tumble on side. 97 WWBJ Juana Jolly reminds you as you're really interested in the recycling program for your community. You write the Department of Environmental Conservation. Albany 12201. WWDJ Hackinson. Exactly 10 o'clock with Juan and Johnny. A lot of you want to know how I get that point to go off like that. Well, that's my sound effects man, Baylor Wapley. Does it all with his big toe and a ripe banana. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. You're going Whereby in the U.S. Supreme Court is ruled that shrimp tastes better with the vein removed. I mean, you'd think these Supreme Court justices would have a lot more important things to do than sit around all day eating shrimp cocktails. Ninety-seven WWDJ and the East Coast most listened to Plata, friend of those who seek no friends on a Wednesday night. Well, there you go. Memories of a top 40 radio station that unfortunately didn't work out. The station was WWDJ, owned and operated at that time by Pacific and Southern, and the radio announcer was Buana Johnny. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a classic air check that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Wow. There you go. Good station. Pretty good station. Bernie, what did you think of that? What did you think of Buana Johnny? Uh, I now my question is: Has there been another Juan and Johnny? Has there just been one? That's the because one that I, I know of be, because he. Yes, that's the same one that worked in Miami. That's the same one that worked at okay. WSAI in Cincinnati, Ohio, briefly. Worked at KYA in, in yeah. San Francisco, California. It's the same one. Passed away in okay. two thousand five. Right. I I think he sounded pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I like it. Nice guy. I I got to talk to him uh, through a friend of mine who uh, was working in radio. Very nice guy to talk to. Like I said, that station was good. One of the things that they've had a problem with, Bernie, and I mean, you might, because you don't have the union problems down there, they were union, and they got WWDJ, oh. and they had to get rid of the union. And so they had to, like that Bob Brown and some of the news people were still there because they were part of the union, and they, it would cost them too much money to get rid of them. But they didn't do that badly. I mean, they, they got those same people who were doing country music, some of the same people, like Bob Brown. He could do anything. He could do sports. He could do that. And then they had other people like uh, Bill Emerson and Bill Kirby and Paul and Paul Brown. So they, they took those people and had them do news. The only one that really became famous from that radio station was Lee Arnold, who I know worked for Sirius Satellite Radio, I think, at one point, or XM Radio. But he also worked at WNEWAM in New York. And he was uh, he was also quite famous. I and mean, he was an MOR personality. Uh, I remember yeah, when they he went. He did country on WHN, too. That, and he did, that's right. He did country on WHN. And then. Uh, when they went rock, uh, my my uh, my my friends were from the Bronx were so upset because they loved country. But even before they went country, they were a very old style MOR station. And if who remembers the old time radio that made a comeback in 1965, and so they had shows. And Chris, I'm 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 I'm, I'm trying to see if I can get your your memory memory cells to remember this. So they had Theater Five. If you oh, remember, yeah. that, remember that radio show. 
They so had Fred uh, Foy is the announcer. Yeah, they had apparel, radio novel, Danger with Granger, plus the the Shadow and the Lone Ranger and the Green yeah. Hornet. All those we had, yeah. W O R L in '63 picked up some of that stuff. They had uh, different the sealed book and uh, the Wax Museum and uh, you know Third Man and some of those in '63 on O R L. So it was like a package you could buy if you wanted it with your middle of the road music or something. I thought the funny thing, Jeff. I'm sure you got a kick out of. I'm not forgetting my upstate friends. Nine one four, yeah, Westchester County. Wow, way out there. Oh, way far away. The funny and, thing is, uh, you could barely you could barely get them in Westchester County at that point <laughs> of the night and, because and you wouldn't you wouldn't know they were in New Jersey at all because all they talked about was New York everything, and mm. uh, they were they were trying to make sure everybody knew they were you know Hackensack's right there I know that and then the other thing it was a very rainy spring it was raining all the time April and May and early June of seventy two uh, ending with Hurricane Agnes in the mid-Atlantic, there are all kinds of flooding and stuff that happened. So don't it, even get me going really because I, I, I had taken an air flight during that hurricane period and the flights was really turbulent and the guy next to me was getting sick. So well, I know, I, 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 I know about flying in that kind of weather. I can tell you that right now, Chris. <laughs> um, and, and I think WWD, the D DJ calls may still exist. I think in Boston, they but do. I'm not, I'm 1150 I, is uh, WWDJ, which is a, uh, what the heck are they? Oh, the Catholic, um, yeah, relevant radio. That's what they are. What's funny is okay. when they when they dropped the rock, they became religious. And just just before they went religious, they had all the radio announcers. And one of the guys was a guy named uh, Bob Savage, who uh, as as a radio owner in Buffalo, New York, out in Avon, New York, or whatever. And he would go, "Hey, put your hands on the dial and kneel down before the radio because inspiration is coming to WWDJ this coming Monday." <laughs> and I mean, but by the time it was all over the, for them back in 1974, they just they just. It just ended, and they, they they went on such bad financial times. They lost their building, and the radio station had to move to a trailer, a trailer. Uh, um, so oh, it, it ran on bad times. But as I said before, I, I'm one of those guys that likes the underdog radio stations, and uh, yeah, that was that, that was an underdog station. They even did everything, Bernie. They tried the last contest, which was a national contest that you could buy. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. They had the last contest. Give this Gary Russell that did that. He came to WWDJ from Quixie in Atlanta, from WQXI. Um, and, you know, and he stayed there for a while when they went religious. Same, some of the radio announcers continued working there as board ops for a while because they had contracts with them. They yeah. couldn't just get rid of them. So it was a very sad situation, but a good radio station. Sorry about the quality that was static in that. I had actually got that air check and it was totally unscoped and I scoped it down. Chris, I'll have to uh, take that air check again and let you hear that newscast. You might be interested yeah. in hearing some of the stories from that newscast sometimes. So, yeah, it was we'll just before Watergate. Uh, that was about 18 days before Watergate happened. So there you go. They were actually talking about abortion back then in uh, in, in uh, New Jersey and uh, what, what the government was thinking about back then. And some of the yeah. news, you listen to some of these newscasts, it's not that much different than it was uh, back then no, as it is today. If, no. if you listen long enough, no, and we were, you get to hear yeah, that. The big, the big thing coming up was the California primary the next week when McGovern uh, won the primary. And then all the Democrats, the uh, uh, mainstream Democrats, got all mad. What do you mean he's getting all the, uh, all the votes in California? Well, yeah, that's the way the rules are, you know, guys. You know, deal with it. So, so that was a, that, that's WWDJ. I got to figure out what I'm going to be doing for next week's air check. I never know from time to, from day to day. So, yeah. I, and uh, sometimes I repeat things because I have. And I know there, there was someone who said to me, can you repeat this? And I, I try not to do that very often, but but I have 13 years of, of air checks, that, that for, of podcasts and air checks that we've done over the years. 
So if I yeah. go back to like 2009 or 10 or 11. Oh, no problem. You know, a few years, people like well, you. Even 15, 14 or 15. No, not at all. So uh, you have AME air checks. I have one air check. Of, I think his name is Nicky Lee. Is that the guy, by Mike? Or, or, oh, or, yeah. He was on in the afternoon. I have one air check of his from WAME. It's not the best quality, but I have it. Um, oh, I'd love to do it. Where was WAME? In Miami. Miami. Yeah, Whammy in Miami. Yeah, it was a where, where, was, was where was it station. on the dial? 1250. Oh, they were later uh, WWOK when I was down there. They were country. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, again, oh. I have some air checks, and we, we'll, we'll do one for you, you, and especially you. I always say yeah, that. Especially for you. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah. that's right. That's <laughs> right. I, I, I want to know. Yes. I want to know how somebody, how somebody becomes the world famous. He became the world famous, Juana Johnny. And I'm trying yeah, to figure great. out what it takes to become world famous. You I know what you it look takes? in the mirror one morning and you say, I'm world I'm the world famous, Juana Johnny. That's, that's, that's right. Do. That's exactly what you So I could, be, I could be the world famous Bernie Egan if you I could. If you chose to. But then Bill's you'd probably have to stop, stop hanging around with us because nobody would believe it. <laughs> and, yes. and, 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 okay, and then okay. Bill Sparks could be the world famous Bill Sparks. Why yeah, not? Right. I mean, sure. I mean, well, we got an award for Jeff, and again, the the groundswell is building for the one for Jennifer. So, uh, you know, it's going to be good. Oh God, yeah, we're all for it. Yeah. So that that's going to be cool Um, next week. I don't know what I'm doing yet for uh, for radio air checks, but we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, Oh, Chris and I are talking about this bill, uh, but probably it will be the you know because I know we take it off in July. But I think what I'm going to be doing with and I've asked Chris uh, and maybe Chris. I'm saying this. I might get you privately on a Zoom room, and we'll do a little feature on NBC Monitor. For, uh, sure. not, maybe, maybe not oh, next wow. week, but the week after that. And yep. if you don't mind doing that, we'll, you can come into my Zoom room or Bill's Zoom room, and we'll do sure. uh, we'll do a thing on the NBC's Monitor. Yep, because, no, that'll be fine. Because, because, you'll be world famous. No, no, I, but Chris I, will be I, world famous. Yeah. That's right. I, I we actually we both will. You know, maybe we need to form like a, some yeah. kind of a tag team, like wrestling. You he'll, know, and then we'll be he'll do that about the ta- same time we do the Z Rock feature. Oh, we haven't done that yet, have we, Sean? No, we have not. We've been, I, every yeah. years we've been talking about it. And we three years we've been it. talking and, about it. And the thing is, we, we, we did we have done Z Rock on the history of Z Rock on on the All Things Radio. Yeah. But I, I actually have a an hour long unscoped air check of Z Rock, so I have to work on that and get that yeah. uh, edited. Yeah. We have the, a unique format here: all request air checks. That's what people do yeah. here. We come in and mention our air checks. You know, it's good. Well. If we have them and we can find them, we will do that. If we can, that's right. <laughs> I can't always do that. That's the problem. So, Bill. Hi. Right. Well, it's time I, to thank everyone for coming in and the panel. Uh, it's always interesting here. We'll see what we forgot next all work week. This week. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time in a month, yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are, and all the phones are working. I cannot believe it. But, you know, it's how it is. It's either ATT or Verizon screwing up or T-Mobile or whoever. But it happens. Yep. But, Jeff, what do we got coming up on this last one? This is KRGY-FM. from, And maybe you guys want to talk about this next week. And Bernie might, you know, I know know a lot of people aren't fond of these kind of formats. But I thought for what she did, she did a pretty good job. KRGY-FM. From Grand Island, Nebraska, the radio announcer is Mackenzie Ray. All right. Well, we'll tell Mackenzie take us home. 
One of the things I try to do when presenting these featured station segments is let you hear what radio sounds like in various radio markets, from large markets to medium markets to small markets. This week, we're going to Grand Island, Nebraska, and we're going to listen to radio station KRGY-FM. The station broadcasts a classic rock format, but it's not just any old classic rock format. They have a pretty wide, broad playlist, and the radio announcer we're going to hear is Mackenzie. Notice how much content she puts into the radio show, and I think you're going to find that she is a very pleasant-sounding radio announcer, and the music is very broad for this kind of format compared to what you hear these days. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station KRGY-FM from Grand Island, Nebraska, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Okay, we're rolling. Let's go. Let's go. KRGY Aurora. Online at thewolf973fm.com and the 97.3 The Wolf mobile app. take ourselves too seriously but the music hey that's no laughing matter 97.3 the wolf postponing due to covid details coming up in the rock report Transmission. Classic Rock on 97.3 The Wolf. You know what time it is. It's time for Mackenzie Ray's Rock Report. Metallica's Robert Trujillo offers his advice on being in a band. But read more at MetalInjection.com. Jeff Leppard has shared the brand new single, Fire It Up. It's off of Diamond Star Halos out this Friday. Joe Elliott says the album wouldn't have happened if the pandemic didn't. Guns N' Roses were forced to cancel. Welcome to Rockdale 2022 due to bad weather over the weekend. Sammy Hagar shares the 2014 performance of Zeppelin's Good Times, Bad Times. It's on YouTube. Eric Clapton had to postpone the launch of his spring European tour after testing positive for COVID. The next show is on the 29th. And finally, happy birthday to the late Robert Moog, the founder of the Synthesizer. And Daniel Klein of the Jake Isles Band is 77. No one should have to endure the trauma of learning you were killed in a car crash because you weren't wearing a seatbelt. Don't risk it. Click on a ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. 97.3, The Wolf, Wolf, The Wolf. 97.3, The Wolf. Classic rock in your workday. 97.3 The Wolf. We're not gonna take it. No, we're not gonna take it. And 
Twisted Sister D. Snyder says he believes he's performed his last concert and has turned his creative energies to other projects. You can read more at ultimateclassicrock.com. 97.3 The Wolf. And now, back to the music. Okay, I've got my back to the music. What happens now? It's too much. It's too much. From 97.3 The Wolf. Today, 2006, the King of Sweden presenting the surviving members of Zeppelin with the Polar Music Prize in Stockholm, recognizing them as great pioneers of rock music. Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, and the daughter of John Bonham were there. The Polar Music Prize was founded in 1989 by Stig Anderson, the manager of ABBA, who named it after his record label, Polar Records. 97.3, The Wolf, Wolf, The Wolf. It's like the voices in your head got their own radio station. Yeah, that guy. All the classic rock on the wolf. This is Roger Taylor of Queens. This is Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith. Nothing but classic rock. The Wolf. Okay, we're rolling. Let's go. K-R-G-Y Aurora. Online at thewolf973fm.com and the 97.3 The Wolf mobile app. the noise from quiet right who is booked solid through the rest of the year every single week rudy sarzo is back with quiet right and he says the main reason he went back to the band was because of his best friend frankie benali who invited him before he passed away 
So he says he needed to be that guy on the stage who honored the legacy and the memory of the band members who have passed. You can read more with Rudy Sarzo at bravewords.com. It's Mackenzie. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. CZ Top Raw Whiskey Tour. June 22nd, Heartland Event Center in Grand Island. Playing all their classic hits. CZ Top. On sale now. Buy tickets at the box office or etix.com. Here again for convenience. 97.3 The Wolf. From unplugged to all out. And everything in between. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. All the classic rock you want is on The Wolf. 97.3. Class in rock. Reading the certificates available for purchase after graduation over here. 97.3 The Wolf. Usually tonight, an assassin don't do me like that from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in an effort to free himself from his contract with Shelter Records. Tom Petty on this day, 79, filed for bankruptcy, owing $575,000. A long-running battle with his record company followed, but ultimately... He came out a winner. Well, there you go. Classic Rock is heard on radio station KRGY-FM in Grand Island, Nebraska. The radio announcer you heard was Mackenzie Ray. And while this is a satellite-delivered format, and I know there are those who don't like those kind of formats, Mackenzie Ray put a lot of content into the radio show. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or you have a feature station that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.